This is Blockbusters with Melissa, episode number 347. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Self-love is something that I battled with for many years. It took me a long time, hitting rock bottom and ending up in hospital in 2010, to get to the place that I'm at now. It's been a journey. When I was in hospital, I realized that I had zero self-love and that needed to shift. Luckily, I was given a book that changed my life. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I devoured it in a day, and something she said hit me like a ton of bricks. Choose you. In that moment, I realized all my life I had not been choosing myself. I was a people pleaser and put everyone else before me. And in that moment, I decided to make a wholehearted commitment to choose myself. That's when I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, also known as IIN. Now, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know what I was going to do with the training. All I knew is that it was a full body hell yes. If you sign up to IIM before the 24th of September, you will receive $2,000 off your tuition plus my business bundle valued at $1,141. How cool is that? So whether you want to do this course for yourself so you can arm yourself with all the knowledge you need for you and your family to thrive, or whether you're a yoga teacher, personal trainer, or health writer, and you want to add another tool to your toolkit, or whether you want an entirely new career as a certified holistic health coach, IIN is for you. All you have to do is email ambassadors at integrativenutrition.com and let them know you want the Melissa Ambrosini Ambassador Special Offer. That's it. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. Today on Blockbusters, we have Emily and Carly, where we dive deep into the fear of moving out of a big city to a small town. I can totally relate to this and what that will do for your career and how to overcome the all or nothing mindset when it comes to food and exercise. So head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash 347 for the show notes, which will have everything that we mentioned in today's show. And if you'd like to watch the full video, head to my YouTube channel, which you can find at melissaambrosini.com forward slash YouTube. And make sure you click subscribe when you're there so you never miss video. And if you want to be on Blockbusters, make sure you watch my Instagram stories for when I'm promoting my next recording. Now, let's dive in with Emily to bust her block. Beautiful. Emily, how are you, my darling? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. What is your block? How can I help you? So my block is that I'm currently going through quite a lot of big changes in my life, which my higher self like called these in. I was like so ready for them. And since then, my inner mean girl has popped up with just like needing to control and like 
basically having that white knuckle grip on like, ah, what's happening? And all the different things that she's kind of saying, like all the sort of uncertainty and yeah, really stepping into like a new chapter in my life. My husband and I were moving house tomorrow, which is why my apartment's just just got nothing around. (laughs) And we're moving out of London where we've been for like 12 years. I came here as a dancer. So I was very much like linked to this city. And there's definitely like my inner mean girl has got that whole illusion of like when you step out of a big city that like your life, there's just going to be no life out there. And, you know, what are you going to do for work? And, you know, how are you going to find your people? And yeah, I guess for us, this is like us stepping into our future where we're going to put down roots and have a family. And yeah, my mean girl has popped up within the process after I had that kind of like big drop in of this is this is what we need and this is what is right. She's then come to have a little <laughs> say in the matter. <laughs> mm. So thank you for sharing and I'm so excited for you. So excited. <laughs> Thanks. One of the mean girl's best party tricks is trying to control. She wants to control everything and she'll tell you, you got to control that because it makes us feel safe. But whenever we step out of our comfort zone is when we grow and it's when we're stretched and we're here to grow and evolve. And she doesn't like it. She's like, no, 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 no. Come back into the comfort zone. Come back into the box. Like come back into the comfort zone. It's nice and warm and cozy in here. So she doesn't want us to ever step out and do something that scares us a little, but that is why we're here. And that is when we have the most growth. Anytime where I feel that stretching and it feels uncomfortable and like I'm going to have, you know, experience an upgraded version of myself and it's out of my comfort zone, I now go, oh, goody. Like I literally go, I feel the nerves. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel the nerves and I'm like, oh, this is stretching and this is uncomfortable feeling. But I'm literally like, great. Because I know on the other side of this fence is growth. I know I'm going to deepen my relationship with myself. I know that I'm going to deepen my relationship with my husband. And so I want to just flip the perspective and see if you can look at it that way. And just become aware of all of the things that she is saying to you about where are you going to meet friends? What are you going to do for work? You need to be in a big city to make it. Because all of those things are just her rattling on and they're not actually the truth. They're not the truth. And I know you know that. And we have to come back to our heart space because there was something within you and your husband that said, we got to do this. we got to move and we got to go here and we got to do this. And so you need to honor that and follow that and just know that anytime you are going to step out of your comfort zone, she may rear her ugly <laughs> head. Like that's what she's there for. But you need to get back in the driver's seat of your life because right now it sounds like she's kind of like driving and you need to get her like right in the back and maybe put like a mask on her or something like 
be like, shh, uh-uh. And you get back in the driver's seat of your life and start taking control again of the way that you're flowing, that you and your partner are flowing because she is just like trying to get in there and trying to do her very best to keep you stuck in fear or to plant these seeds of doubt. And it's not fun. It's really not fun. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And like what you said before, when I used to say like perform, like, you know, I would thrive off those nerves. If I was nervous before I went on stage, I knew that was going to be a good show or a good audition. I was like, yes, like, here we go. Because you do need that adrenaline. And yeah, applying that to other aspects of life is so important. Like you say, as we grow, we have to step through that. We have to like step onto the stage of our life. Exactly. So anytime I feel that nervous energy, like you just explained, before I go and speak on stage or whilst I'm writing a book or creating a program or about to do a call or a webinar or anything like that, if I don't feel that nervous energy, like that good fear, if I don't feel that, I'm like, what's going on? Because it means two things to me. A, it means it's important to me. And B, it means I'm on the right path. And if I don't have that nervous, like little bit of nervous, fearful energy, then I'm like, I'm going to retire. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to change what I'm doing or I'm going to, you know, why, why don't I have that? So flip that, flip it and see it as an opportunity for growth. Because on the other side of that fence, of that discomfort, is always growth. And so, yeah, any time where you're stretched, where it's uncomfortable, a little bit of fear, a little bit of adrenaline, there's growth waiting for you on the other side. But what most people do is they get up to that fence and they're like, no, 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 it's too scary, it's too scary. And they run in the other direction not knowing that on the other side is this massive growth for them and then they never experience it because they ran the other way. But what I want you to do is to go, okay, I'm here. I'm at this fence. Feels uncomfortable. It's like a big fence. I got to climb. Okay. But like start climbing it and you'll see, ah, and the more and more you climb it, the more and more you come down the other side, you're like, ah, this is why. This is why we moved here. You know, it's just incredible the things that unfold when you you move through that fear and that discomfort. And often when you're in it, you haven't got the beauty of hindsight yet. And so we just have to trust, trust in the process of life, trust that everything is always unfolding exactly the way that it should. Because the universe has a plan for us and it's our responsibility to just keep showing up, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so, does, so helpful. Does that help? <laughs> yeah, massively. It's just like putting her in check and like, yeah, getting her in the back seat rather than her being the way, like the driver and showing the way for sure. Yeah. You get back in that driver's seat, put her in the boot, you take control of the direction that you're going now. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. Can you please send me a DM? I want to be 
on Instagram. I want to. I want you to keep me up to date with with how you go and what's happening with each thing when you move and your work stuff. And I want to hear everything. So keep me posted along the way. I'd love to come along the journey with you. Absolutely. I'll send you a pic of the beach when I get there. <laughs> Amazing. Where are you moving to? Do you know Norfolk in the UK? It's yes. like, oh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. And we're going, my husband is not from there, but he is along for the ride and he, we're going to go back there. And yeah, it's just a lovely way of life. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Soak that up. Being on the beach is the best. Mm. Thank you, my love. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye, honey. Next up, we have Carly. Carly, how are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am so good, my darling. How are you? How can I help you? What is your block? Yeah, so my block is that everything is all or nothing. So I'm either exercising and eating well or I'm not eating well and not exercising. It's like there's no in-between. When I am eating well and exercising well, I have that sense of deprivation, like that fear of not being able to eat and do other things. So very, very black and white, all or nothing is my biggest block. Mm. How long has this been playing out for you? Is this something that like you've always done from your childhood or is this like a new thing? For me, I had an eating disorder in my late teens. So I had anorexia, so I was quite restrictive. So it's definitely been something that's playing out. So that was when I was about 17 and I'm now 32. So it's been something that's played out and I've been sort of trying to, I guess, change my relationship with over time as sort of recovering from that eating disorder and those patterns. So I find for me, if I'm, you know, exercising and eating really well, I'm feeling really good. And then if I, then I can start to feel like I'm depriving myself. But then if I start eating differently and not exercising as much, then I can start to feel like I'm sort of not doing the wrong thing, but like that I'm depriving myself and that trying to find that balance. Mm. Mm. You've read Mastering Your Mean Girl. Yes. Yes. So I think this is, I mean, I'm just going to speak from my experience and what Mm -hmm. has worked for me. And as you know, I used to be a dancer. And so I would go on these crazy extremes. So all or nothing, like I was either exercising three hours a day and eating very little and depriving myself and binging and purging, or I was complete opposite, not exercising and just trashing my body. And what it came down to for me was a real lack of self-love, like a really deep lack of self-love and self-respect. And that was a really big pill for me to swallow because I realized that if I loved myself so much and if I was 10 out of 10 on the worthyometer within myself, then I wouldn't be treating myself like this. I wouldn't be treating my body like this. And so from that realization, I started to think, okay, how would someone who loved their body so much, their temple and treated it like a temple, how would someone treat themselves if they loved themselves wholeheartedly and felt so worthy within their own skin? 
And so I started to journal and I was like, well, they would nourish their temple and they would, you know, not push it to extremes. They would move their body in a loving way. They would give it rest. They would take care of it. They would move it in a way that felt really good, you know, maybe 15 minutes of yoga or whatever. And so I started to journal about all of these things that someone who did love themselves wholeheartedly and unconditionally, how they would treat their body. And I realized that there was a big misalignment for me. Mm. And so I knew that the work I had to do was deep self-love work, deep inner self-love work. And that's where I began my journey. I also realized that I had a lot of inner child healing work to do because within us all is that beautiful, gorgeous six-year-old, you know, and I was beating her up. I was neglecting her. I was abusive toward her. I was very, very hurtful toward her. And so there was a lot of inner child healing work that I did and self-love work that I did that changed my relationship with myself. And that was where I started. And once I did that work, the binging, the extremes stopped because everything I did came from that deep place of self-love and respect. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it is something that I felt called to do as well, to slow down and just really tune in. So completely resonates. Yeah. Our body, it has so much wisdom. And if we just stop and listen to what it actually wants, it will tell us, how do you want to move today? How do you want me to nourish you today? Do you want a smoothie or would you like some oats? Like, how do you want me to nourish you today? If we just stopped and asked ourselves these questions and really tuned in, the answers are always there. They're always there. And so I want to invite you to look at that relationship with Mm -hmm. your inner child and look at where you feel on the worthyometer and self-love and maybe explore Mm -hmm. some of that. And it's totally doable and you can definitely get extra support, but I know that it's totally possible for you. And I know you have children. You have two kids, don't you? No, I've only got one. Yep. Little girl. How old is she now? Eight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Just growing up. And I know that you want to model to her self-love, self-confidence, body confidence, because she's watching everything that you do. Absolutely. Our children watch everything that we do and say, and they're copying. They are copying everything that we do and say. So we got to be so mindful of what comes out of our mouth. Not even that. Like even if you walk past a mirror and you go, they know, they know what you were just thinking about yourself. And we didn't even have to say anything because children are so intuitive. And we want to teach them 
to grow up and be these confident, sure, beautiful human beings that they are. And so we've got to model that for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you can do it. You absolutely can do it. It's all in you. It's just some inner mean girl stuff that we need to get rid of. (laughs) How does that feel? It feels really good. Yeah, it feels, it really resonates with me. And it's something that I have felt called to do recently to just tune in and slow down. So yeah, and completely understand about the, the inner child as well. And I think sometimes I look at my little girl and it's kind of, you know, that's like loving sort of my inner child. You know, I, I I love her and it's, it sort of reminds me to do the same within myself. One of the best things that you can do is get a photo of yourself when you were about her age, you know, that six, seven, eight years old, get a photo. And I want you to stick it beside your bed. I have one beside my bed and every morning I get up, I roll over, I kiss her and I say, I love you so much. I've got you today. I will not neglect you. I love you so much. And my husband looks at me and he's like, you are so (laughs) hilarious. And I do it every day. And it's a reminder for me to love myself. So put that little image of yourself, one of you and your daughter and put them beside your bed. Yeah. And every morning I want you to say, I love you. I've got you today. I will not neglect you. I love you. Because you wouldn't do that to your daughter. No, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) But you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. You're doing it to yourself. So if we wouldn't do it to someone else, why are we doing it to ourselves? Absolutely. I can do that. Yes, you can. I want you to take a photo of your little girl and I want you to send it to me on Instagram. I want you to DM (laughs) me and I want to see that it's beside your bed, Missy. Okay. Yep, we'll do. <laughs> and let me know how you go. Keep me posted with this. I'm really excited for you. You've got this. Yeah. You know. Yep, I will. I do. So but proud I- of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome, my darling. You take care. Will do. And I'll message you shit soon. <laughs> Please do. I'll be waiting. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. See ya. Bye. I want to thank Emily and Carly for mastering their mean girls and coming on the show today. I would love to hear, did either of these blocks resonate with you? Come and head over to Instagram and follow me at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me, did they resonate with you? What did you get out of it? You can do a story or a post and tell me what resonated with you and I will personally respond. I absolutely love reading what you get out of each episode. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.